If you trip and fall in the wrong direction, you'll end up on a pair of True Wireless earbuds. They're everywhere out there, and it's getting hard to separate the good ones from the crap. For our top story tonight, I'm talking to the CEO of one of my new favorite earbuds. Plus, I'm doing a review of Same. It's the Benefit of a Doubt podcast. Hello and welcome to the Benefit of a Doubt podcast. I'm your host, Adam Dowd, and this week, I'm ending my quarantine! Yay! But I'm also talking to Eric Johnson, CEO of HELM Audio, and I feel like I need to yell it because HELM's branding is in all caps. I'm not going to do that anymore, though, so y'all can just chill. Anyway, Helm Audio is the maker of earbuds that we're talking about tonight, and I wanted to talk to Eric because he's had an interesting past. I'll give you a quick highlight. He's got a special place in his heart for first responders. So he's offering a discount for all first responders for any of his Helm products. That's kind of cool, so we're going to talk about it. And then about the earbuds themselves. Actually, reverse that. We're going to talk about the earbuds first and then the interview, but that didn't sound nearly as flowy, so, you know, here we are. And we're going to get to all of that, but first, we have to get to the news of the week. Before we get started, I just wanted to toss out a little disclaimer here. I intentionally made the news segment shorter this week for two reasons. One, because it's summer and there's basically nothing happening. And two, because my voice still hasn't recovered totally from the Rona. So I hope you don't mind. Historically speaking, my voice tends to take a long time to get back to 100%, so this might be a haul, and I apologize in advance, people. But consider this. If you think it was rough listening to my gargling gravel podcast last week, just remind yourself... I had to listen to it half a dozen times to edit it, so no matter how bad it was for you, it was six times as bad for me. Since we talked about a rugged smartphone last week, it seemed only right that we talk about one to kick off the news this week. This one comes from Nokia, which I know is supposed to be pronounced Nokia, but I still pronounce Nokia. Sorry. Now, the Cat S62 looks like a rugged phone, while the Nokia XR20 looks like a Nokia phone with an OtterBox on it. This phone is powered by a Snapdragon 480 processor, 6GB of RAM, and it's got a dual camera setup on the back with a 48MP sensor and a 13MP ultrawide camera. There's also a 4630mAh battery and wireless charging, which is pretty cool. Given a choice between the two phones, I gotta say I'm feeling the S62 a little bit more, depending very much on how the camera performs on the Nokia. As you'll recall, the camera on the S62 was good as long as there was light and you weren't trying to shoot video. Needless to say, if the camera on the Nokia is good, that may change my opinion some. In general, the Nokia looks more like a, air quotes, normal consumer phone rather than a rugged phone, but I'm of the opinion that if you're going to have a rugged phone, it should look like a rugged phone. Maybe Nokia will change my mind, and if I get my hands on the phone, I will let you know too. One criticism about VR headsets that is hard to refute is the complete isolation that's required for VR headsets to work. They make you vulnerable to the room around you, tables not moved out of the way, and a wife who continually likes to mess with you while you can't see, and please would you stop that, honey? Anyway... 
What would be really awesome would be if you could see what's around you and have VR block out your surroundings only when necessary. A new API from Facebook and Oculus proposes to use the external camera sensors to turn the headset into a mixed reality headset rather than a total VR headset. Some of the demos included really neat looks at how the tech could be used. Some animations showed the background fading in and out, while others let you use a slider to wipe the background in from the top and out from the bottom, or vice versa. Oculus is looking to ship those features later this year, and while I think this could ultimately be cool, I can tell you from my experience using the external cameras on the Oculus Quest V1... They're not awesome. The images are black and white and very low res. Not sure how helpful that'll be, ultimately. I haven't used an Oculus Quest 2 yet, so we'll see. But if this API telegraphs a future Oculus headset with better cameras on the outside, that could turn into something super awesome. And, you know, less shin banging on the table, which is a win for everyone. Meanwhile, it's probably a good thing I haven't tested out an Oculus Quest 2 because this week Oculus began a voluntary recall of the foam inserts in the Oculus Quest headset for causing skin irritation. The Consumer Product Safety Commission received more than 5,700 reports of skin irritation with 45 actually requiring medical attention. Yikes! Guys, if you're breaking out, just stop playing. Oculus is offering free silicone covers. The silicone will presumably keep the foam from irritating your face through that vigorous Beat Saber play. I've never used a silicone cover on an Oculus, though my family certainly wishes I would considering how much I sweat. Fair point on their part, but still. LifeWire points out that 5,700 cases among 4 million Oculus Quest 2s that were sold is a fairly minor percentage, so it isn't necessarily that bad overall, and I appreciate the fact that Oculus is doing the right thing here. It could have done nothing except be all like, yo, take the sweaty thing off your face, and that would have sufficed, but offering free silicone covers is legit, except for people with silicone allergies, then it's not so helpful, but I guess we'll deal with one malady at a time. Indiana, which is known for bigamous bakeries and front of the show Hayato Huseman and basically nothing else, is looking into developing under-road charging technology for electric vehicles. This is a new type of cement with embedded magnetized particles that could in theory charge an electric car or truck just by driving over it. What's more, according to researchers, this technology could be embedded into roads for basically the same cost as building a normal road. That would be pretty huge if it turns out to be true. In Gadget rightly calls the ability to power a heavy truck with no pollution an environmental breakthrough, so that's exciting. Right now, the development is in the research phase, so don't look for anything soon. Researchers will start by building this tech in a lab and then try it on a test track, and then if everything works the way it should, by building the tech into an undisclosed highway somewhere in Indiana. And there you have it, folks, finally a reason to actually go to Indiana. You know, like, on purpose. Blue Origin was recently in the mix for a multi-billion with a B-dollar contract to build a lunar lander. SpaceX ultimately won the contract, and this week Jeff Bezos wrote an open letter to NASA Administrator Bill Nelson in which Bezos flat-out offered NASA a $2 billion discount code at checkout. Bezos complains that NASA typically has competing companies build competing products, but it didn't do that this time around. The theory is if one company falls short or runs into delays, NASA has a fallback. Now they do not, and Bezos wants to be that fallback, like 
$2 billion wants to be that fallback. It turns out Jeff Bezos has ideas on how to build a lunar lander that will probably also be shaped like a giant space stick, and he offered to just knock off $2 billion from the retail price. Bezos points out that this is not a deferral where NASA would eventually owe the money. It's hard to figure out where Bezos is coming from here, though, aside from his massive hard-on for space, and this time I'm not talking about his rocket. It could be that Bezos is concerned that by just having one vendor could sabotage the human lander project. It's also possible that Bezos wants to build a competitor, knowing that ultimately multiple vendors will be needed to get people to and from the moon, and he wants a leg up. But all this just goes back to what I said a couple weeks ago. Sure, Branson and Bezos have been to, air quotes, space. Well, maybe space quotes anyway but meanwhile elon musk has been putting you know actual useful stuff into space on a monthly basis and now bezos has said that his space stick isn't even in the running for future nasa contracts well jeff that's what happens when you prioritize your own tourism over actually getting stuff done this week saw the release of the Nothing Ear One headphones, which is the first product developed by OnePlus founder Carl Pei's new company. Android Authority has a review. These are true wireless earbuds with traditional bud and stem design that so many wireless earbuds conform to. The only catch here is that the case and parts of the buds themselves are transparent. That allows you to see the batteries in the earbuds and the buds inside the case. I guess that's fun. The real headline here is that these buds sound really good. The battery life is just okay at 4 hours and 24 hours with the case. There's also quick charging here and an app that allows you to configure the buds. They cost just $99, which is quickly becoming the standard for good-sounding buds with active noise cancellation. Is this the amazing product that we're all waiting for? No! This is another earbud with active noise cancellation launched in an already crowded field, but I guess something is better than nothing? Ha <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. One of the fun things about doing a podcast like this is the ability to follow news stories through their entire arc. Two weeks ago, we talked about how Black Widow was released simultaneously to theaters and Disney+, and it was great. Let's face it, there are a few things better than simultaneous release. Anyway, this next week, we found out that Black Widow's box office took a dump on week two, and my sex metaphor just lost all its steam. Unless you're into that, I won't judge except to say, you know... You. Anyway, this week we learned that Scarlett Johansson is now suing Disney because of that simultaneous release, because the more money the movie makes at the box office, the more she get paid, and the second week tanking cut into her paycheck just a tad. According to the suit, Johansson is owned at least another $50 million of lost revenue, and this is important crap, because if she doesn't make that extra $50 million, she'll only be able to buy those four beach houses around the world instead of six. And <clears throat> everybody knows that you have to have at least six beach houses, one for each quarter of the world, northern, southern, eastern, and western hemispheres, and you need two along the equator for those tricky spring months. Anything less is simply unacceptable, Buffy. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the suit, because that could open the door for a lot more suits for a lot less simultaneous releases, though from what I've read, the suit doesn't have much merit, if at all. So if we take anything away from this, it should be that simultaneous release is bad, right? Eh, maybe. 
With COVID-19 becoming a distant memory, after all I've been negative for almost a couple of days now, big tech firms are starting to talk about the return to office plans. The only thing is, a lot of these return to office plans include requiring vaccinations, which is good for some, but not so great for others. Business Insider has a list of all the big tech firms and whether or not they're requiring vaccinations. Facebook, Google, Uber, and Lyft are all on the list for requiring vaccinations, while Amazon does not require them. Amazon also doesn't let people go to the bathroom, so they're not exactly known for their comforting and caring work environment. Microsoft is also a notable holdout on requiring vaccinations. Regardless of how you feel about vaccinations, I think it's more than fair to ask for vaccinations to return to the office as long as you leave the door open for allowing people who don't want to get vaccinated to continue working from home. Otherwise, this is kind of a dick move. To say you need a vaccination or here's a pink slip is not the right message that we need to be sending now. Personally, I will say that I'm very thankful that I and my wife are vaccinated because otherwise my bout with COVID could have been so much worse. And I still say that one thing needs to come out of this pandemic is a much broader understanding and forgiveness of jobs on all levels to say, if you're sick, don't come to work. And that's it. We need to regulate this stuff probably on a governmental level, and I doubt we ever will, but it sure would be nice if we could. Speaking of get vaccinated or go home, Netflix became the first movie studio to require vaccinations for all employees and performers in productions that Netflix is making. New rules set down between Hollywood unions and production companies stated that companies could require vaccinations on set, and Netflix was the first to jump on board that train. That's bad news for James Wood, Gina Carano, and Randy Quaid, I guess, but let's face it, Nobody's really looking to shack up with those actors anytime soon, so this is not a huge loss. Anyway, Netflix is quickly becoming a Hollywood powerhouse, so seeing this company take up the mantle at first is refreshing. And yes, this is coming from someone who obviously believes that vaccinations are good and will be the answer to COVID. If you don't agree, that's fair, but the Delta variant is no joke, and I know I was miserable for several days with the vaccine. I don't even want to think about what it would have been like without it. All the same, I'm in favor of Netflix's move here, and I would like to see other studios take up the mantle as well. And finally, you know how sometimes talent can literally be plucked off the street and turned into a real job at a major company? You know, like a podcaster who keeps putting out show after show, week after week, for years and years, and finally gets the recognition he so richly deserves? Well, this story is not about me. It's about a YouTuber named Shamook, who back in December posted a deepfake video to the final scene in Mandalorian in which a very young Luke Skywalker comes to rescue Baby Yoda from marching robots of death. Shamook cleaned up the VFX on the shot and made an even more convincing deepfake of young Luke Skywalker and posted the results on his channel. As a result, the real Industrial Light and Magic reached out and offered him a job, which he accepted. According to Shamook, he's the senior facial capture artist, and if this just isn't the best feel-good story you've heard in a while, I don't know what is. I wanted to congratulate Shamook for turning your hobby into a full-time, well-paying job, because frankly, it means there's still hope for me, too. And don't forget to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and I thank you. (laughs) 
this week for Tech Yeah or Mini Review or whatever you want to call it, we're taking a look at the Helm Audio TW5 earbuds. Those are true wireless earbuds that Helm sells for around $129, which isn't too bad a price point, but that was before I came across another couple sets, which we'll talk about in a different show. Anyway, I'm a fan of these true wireless earbuds for a few different reasons that we're going to talk about. And also, I should mention in a few minutes, you're going to hear from the CEO of Helm as well, so this is a very Helm-centric show. Anyway, let's start with the hardware. Like all true wireless earbuds, these buds come in a case for charging the earbuds. This case is black on the bottom with a clear cover that opens plenty wide to get a grip on the buds when it's time to take them out. There's some branding on the case, which is black on a black case, so it really isn't all that noticeable. The case is a oval, about three and a half inches long and two inches wide. When closed, the case is one inch tall. The case charges with a micro USB, which is also not awesome, and these two points are two of my biggest criticisms about the earbuds. Micro USB honestly has no place in 2021, and the case itself is noticeably larger than basically any other true wireless earbud case that I own by a large margin. Now, you're going to hear this during the interview, and before we get there, I want to tell you I'm sorry, because during the interview, I called out Eric Johnson for using micro USB to charge the earbuds, and his response was that micro USB allowed them to keep the case smaller, and the part I want to apologize about is I did not stop the interview then and there to harp on the size of the case, because this case is not small, not by any stretch of the imagination. I should have pounded that point hard, but frankly... I choked. Anyway, the case is huge, but it kind of earns that hugeness, and I'll get to that in a minute. Once you pop open the case, the earbuds themselves are pretty small. They come with several sets of ear tips to fit inside your ear canal to get maximum isolation. That's important because these buds do not have active noise cancellation, but that's totally okay, and we'll get to that as well. The outside of the buds are polycarbonate and rubberized soft-touch material. Each bud has a physical button on it, which can be used to control playback and volume. Each earbud has a little rubber hook built into it that helps the fit and secure the earbud in place. The buds fit into your ear canal, and the rest of the bud fits into your ear, similar to the Galaxy Buds Live, or the Beans, as I like to call them. The bud slides into your ear with a nice fit, and the hook on the end can stay outside your ear to hook on your earlobe, or it can be put inside the ear to provide a little extra security for the fit. I kind of waffled back and forth between having the hook on my ear or in my ear. It really didn't seem to matter much to me. As for the sound, these buds sound great. You get a lot of deep bass as well as a balanced sound up and down the spectrum. The latency is very low, so you can watch videos without the sound going out of sync, though games had a bit of sound latency in there. But when I listen to anything from Roundtable Rival by Lindsey Sterling to Primal Scream by Motley Crue to Whiskey in a Jar by Metallica, the sound was top-notch. And I mentioned before that these buds do not have active noise cancellation, and at first, I was a little put out by that. But after using the buds for some time, they really don't need active noise cancellation because the isolation is top-notch. If you're not familiar, passive isolation is what you call it when your buds give you a tight fit in the ear canal, and that tight fit filters out a lot of the noise around you. The isolation on these buds is spectacular. I wore these buds most often on my bike, and these are the only earbuds I have ever used that completely eliminated wind noise while riding my bike. Every other bud I've tried, including those with active noise cancellation, lets 
in a lot of wind noise, making it harder to listen to a podcast or music while riding. That is not the case with these buds. Now, that being said, you have to be very careful riding a bike because of that isolation. It's hard to hear traffic and your surroundings, so it's actually a little dangerous, but the elimination of wind noise was downright impressive, and I give you amazing amounts of credit for that. Helm. The other part of these buds that is absolutely killer is the battery life. I never did a full battery test that ran these buds into the ground, but Helm promises 6 to 8 hours of sound on a single charge with another 30 hours in the case. And I would say... That's a fairly conservative estimate. I use these buds for around three weeks without having to charge them at all. And during those three weeks, I went out for four and five hour bike rides for several weekends in a row. Add that to the shorter rides and walks and driving. And I'd say I tested the upper limits of the 40 hours of the battery life promised here. The battery life is damn impressive. When the buds did start to die, one thing I noticed was the inability to turn off the buds once the case was drained. Basically, when there's no power left in the case and you put the earbuds into the case, they didn't turn off. The reason for that is because placing the buds in the case connects them to power, which triggers an automatic shutdown process in the buds. When there's no juice in the case, that can't happen, so keep that in mind around week three or so. The buttons on each bud allows you to control playback, volume, and track skipping. The button is a bit stiff, which means you have to press it pretty hard to get the button to work. That's my only other real gripe with these buds. As for the price, Helm sells them at around $129, which is not bad for a good pair of true wireless earbuds. Right now, they're 25% off, which brings the price down to somewhere around $100. Plus, if you are what Helm calls a frontline hero, which includes teachers, medical professionals, first responders, armed forces, or veterans stationed in the United States, you can get a full 50% off the price of the buds, which brings them down to a really affordable price point. And it's true, you can get true wireless earbuds with active noise canceling for around 100 bucks, and even lower depending on sales if you shop around. But I'll reiterate, you don't really need active noise cancellation when your isolation is this good. That, plus the battery life, makes these buds a real win in my book, and I can't recommend them enough. These buds have replaced my Samsung Galaxy Buds as my go-to earbuds, and that's not an exaggeration. They are that good. As always, there's a link to buy them on BenefitofADow.com. They don't sell on Amazon, which is where I do my affiliate linking, but I don't care. I just want you to have a good pair of earbuds. So if you buy these, I won't get a cut, but that's okay, because I dig them and I'm sharing them with you. And so for now, let's get back to the show and talk to the CEO of Helm about these buds and more. Our next guest on the podcast is the CEO of Helm Audio, a sound company whose mission is that nothing should come between you and your music. Helm is currently developing a wide range of audio products and offering a special discount to medical professionals and first responders who have almost universally had a very, very bad year. First responders hold a special place in the heart of this guest because he was a pilot, pilot instructor, and safety officer in the Navy for many years. Following the Navy, he spent time with a number of technology companies here and abroad, including AMD, Hewlett-Packard, and Compaq, and now he's joining us here on the podcast. Eric Johnson, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Adam. Thank you for uh, having us on the show today. Well, you're very welcome. And, uh, you know, as we were discussing off air, I'm a sucker for audio products, although I, I admit I'm probably not a mu enough of an audiophile to truly appreciate um, everything that you uh, that you bring to the table. So um, just to get things uh, started off, I was wondering, uh, maybe we could talk about 
who slash what is Helm Audio? It's a great question. Uh, we at Helm, uh, we're we're working to make your audio better uh, overall, and that doesn't just mean in headphones. It means in different ways of using hardware and software to enhance your ability to enjoy the environment you're in. So if you're in a pure audio environment, obviously you're going to want a wider sound stage. You like your music to have a wide frequency response. You want some big bass. And if you're in the video world, you want some different characteristics. You want to be able to hear, for example, like the podcast, extremely clear. You want to pick up all the nuances and going through there. There are so many different places that audio becomes so important now because of the pandemic and people staying at home and working from home, noise cancellation, people working in rooms right next to each other, um, people listening to a lot of podcasts, people watching a lot of movies, just in general, uh, audio is probably 10 years behind video. Everybody focuses on video, but what ends up happening is that without great audio, the video uh, experiences decreased by about 70 to 80%. So you have to marry those two together. You are you are you are preaching to the choir, sir. <laughs> I can't even tell you like how many times I've watched a video and like and it, and this is more from like a recording perspective, but like I've watched a bunch of videos on YouTube where someone will have amazing production. They'll have like a whole background behind them. They'll even have like a bottom, a lower third with like their name and the website. And then like you talk to them and they sound like they're in a train tunnel. And you're just like, what are you doing? You're so close. Just finish it. Oh. But and and to me, like videos like that are completely unwatchable. Now, in your case, you're actually working to bring the audio that uh, people have recorded to people's ears better and more clear, more clearly, I guess you could say. So, um, uh, so I mean, that's that's an amazing mission statement, and I <laughs> and I am definitely on board with that as someone who works in an audio medium. So. Um, one question I wanted to ask to you ask you was what is Helm's approach to sound? Like what is most important to Helm when it comes to sound products? Well, it, it's uh, pretty much a three-pronged approach. So um, when you have your standard headphones on, right, the headphones can only do as much as the signal that's being delivered to them. Very similar to TV, right? You can have a fantastic set of mm -hmm. headphones, but if the signal coming into the headphones is not that great, then you're not going to feel the full experience. So, for example, in our TW5s, which you have a pair of, uh, that is a Bluetooth-linked uh, product that goes to the phone. Now, we mm -hmm. specialize in having a relationship with Qualcomm, and we work on that Qualcomm relationship to develop their APTX technology, which we believe is probably one of the mm -hmm. more solid communication modes between your your computer, your phone, anything Bluetooth, right? So that's that's one area. So yeah. when that signal actually gets to the headphones, you've got to be able to process it, and then you have to have a, a what they call a driver or a speaker that allows it to have a wide frequency range, which means you can hear the highs and the lows, but you can also have some good bass response, which means that when the music is bumping, you want to be dancing. <laughs> so the second gotcha. area yeah. the second area that is uh, 
you know, uh, again, focused on how does the music get delivered to the headphones. And we've got a couple other products that focus on that. Uh, we have a DB12 AAA amplifier, which actually it amplifies uh, the signal by 12 dB. And also it has a bass boost, again, to get that little bigger bump in your bass that people really seem to like. The, the last area is you, you, you actually take the source of the signal and you manipulate that. And what we're doing in that area is we've got what we call our Bolt DAC amp and it's an MQA certified product and MQA is master quality authenticated and we're partners with MQA. And MQA basically takes very high frequency music, it folds it and cleans it in the studio, delivers it to the person through the internet or whatever vehicle you're using, obviously. Uh, but mm -hmm. it, as it comes to the phone, the, the, the music source, for example, if you're using Tidal to listen to your music, they have a, a, a numerous amount of MQA titles. Uh, when it gets to the Tidal okay. app, it's unfolded once. But when it goes through the DAC, a digital analog converter, which basically takes a digital signal into an analog signal, it unfolds again. And what this does is it allows you to deliver really high frequency, very clear, clean sound to headphones. Awesome. So next question I wanted to ask you was, what do you think? Uh, so Helm seems to have kind of like a holistic approach to sound, which is which is awesome. Is that what sets you apart from your competition or what does set Helm apart from its competition? Well, we, we consider ourselves audio innovators versus a headphone company. So okay. that does set us apart from the competition because our competition, there's a, there, if, if you just went to talk to somebody and said, I'm in the headphone space, you know, their eyes start rolling back because there's so many different brands in the headphone space. There's some huge brands in the headphone space. So as a small, oh, yeah. small company, we do need to differentiate ourselves. And again, we're focusing on improving the quality of the sound to the individual, whether that be through music, through audio, video, visual, or through podcasts, or through any other medium that you're hearing sound. So when I talk about any other medium you're hearing sound, is uh, we have a new product coming out, which is called our Census HD. And Census is going to be okay. uh, hearable, which means that uh, it's going to have the capability of improving the person's hearing in face-to-face in -face conversations. We're going to be using a combination of beamforming, noise cancellation, mic noise cancellation, music noise cancellation, and in a partnership with Sonoworks and with Native Voice, hmm. we're going to be able to actually tune the headphones to your actual hearing deficiency, which means that when you first start, if you have a hearing deficiency and you have to wear uh, maybe a hearing aid that that allows mm -hmm. you to enjoy the experience at a loud restaurant or in a group of people, right? You're, you would you'd be able to use the census in that environment and be able to achieve the same goals while at the same time being able to tune it through Sonoworks and then be able to reach your cloud access through Native Voice, which is a parallel cloud access device, which means that in the future, Today we, we say, okay, uh, 
go Google or okay Google or hey Siri, right? Whatever you want to say for the right. keyword. In the future, there's going to be multiple yeah. clouds. So there's going to be there's going to be infinite number of clouds that you can go to. So do, do you need to go to first to a platform like Google or Siri, or can you go directly to go Starbucks or go Uber? Again, moving forward to a okay. totally voice-activated world where you say, Uber, pick me up. I want to go to this address. What's the cost? So, um, okay. again, improving the sound quality, being able to pick up voice cues, being able to do voice recognition, and some other secret sauce that we have planned for the future uh, are all going <laughs> to be part of what Helm's future is going to enable for people. Enjoying this interview? Did you know that there are over 10 more minutes of time where we talked that ended up on the bonus version? The full interview is available to all of my patrons right now over at patreon.com slash benefit of the doubt. For as little as $2 per month, you can get in on the ground floor of this podcast and help support the show. Plus, you'll get additional benefits like access to my Discord, early podcasts, bonus live shows, and so much more. Just go to patreon.com slash benefit of the doubt. That's patreon.com slash benefit of the doubt. And if you don't want to be a patron, that's okay too. Full interviews become available at the beginning of each new month. So, for example, trimmed interviews in January will have the full versions on February 1st. I don't want you to miss out. Just head over to patreon.com slash benefit of the doubt and you can listen to the full interviews even if you don't subscribe because I still want you to love the show. There are more great options for helping me out at benefitofadoubt.com slash support. That's benefitofthedoubt.com slash support. You'll get a list of all my affiliations and monetization options all wrapped up in a neat little package at benefitofadoubt.com slash support. I hope you visit. I hope you take in some full interviews. And as always... I thank you for listening. Interesting. I want to. I want to explore this a little bit further. So, uh, from what you're from what you're describing, it sounds like it's going to be kind of one part TWS, one part hearing aid, and also one part like uh, uh, AI connected, like like digital assistant. Is that that's, kind of what we're talking about here? That, it, that sounds like a lot to package into one product. That is <laughs> that is one hundred percent correct, and that's a great way to summarize. Wow. It. So, uh, and, okay. and when you have the when you have the standard music uh, enjoyment going on, right? Uh, we're gonna yeah. have, that will have A and C also active noise cancellation. So it is it is a hmm. very unique product. It's a lot to pack into a small package, and and our our partnerships with uh, key companies are quite exciting. Yeah, is that going to be um, is that going to be driven by like your smartphone? Is there going to be like an app that controls all that? Is that going to be all done on board, or how's that going to How's that going to work? There will be two separate apps. Uh, without 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 giving away the farm, of course. Yeah, uh, there will be, be, be an app that will allow you to access okay. your initial what what I call sound tuning, right? So you're going to be able to go mm -hmm. in and say, let's run a hearing test, and it'll come back and say, here's what we recommend yeah. for your equalizer settings. It's going to do it all automatically, but in in with, sure. the, with the cloud access, right? With cloud access, we'll, that'll be running resident in the background, so it's always active and always available for you to 
to talk to the talk to your device. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so um, I've been using the uh, the Helm Audio uh, TW fives, I believe, is what is the official name for them. You know, as long as I have you, micro USB. Come on, <laughs> we need to well, we need to advance that a little bit more. But <laughs> you, you, I'm sorry. Go you ahead. Know what? I'll give you a chance you, to respond. I'm fair. I, I, I have no excuse, <laughs> right? Uh, the reality is, is that uh, anywhere you see anywhere you see USB C, it's a larger it's a larger uh, footprint than micro USB, and Indeed. Um, the reality Indeed. is the headphones I have right now are sports band, and everybody asks why did you bring out a sports band with micro USB, and the answer is because this connector is so so much smaller, we can make everything smaller. And if you notice the the theme, which we really haven't really talked about, but if you look at all of our products, what we're trying to do is miniaturize the actual effect. Because most people, when they're traveling or walking around or carrying it with them on their personal bodies, they want things to be small. <laughs> All right, I just wanted to get that off my chest. So now that we've now that we've done that, um, one of the main reasons, honestly, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you in the first place was because. Helm has a Frontline Hero discount going on, which I thought was really, you know, admirable and awesome. And I just was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about where it comes from, what it is, and, uh, you know, you know why, why it was important to you. Thanks, Adam. Um, we appreciate the accolades. And uh, it, the genesis of the, the first responder program came a little over a year ago. And as we went into the pandemic, we looked at, as a small company, we're, we couldn't, you know, come up with millions of dollars to buy masks for first responders or contribute related to that, to that group of people that were working very hard to protect them, right? But the one thing we could do is we could we provide a, a method for them when they're off work to relax and music is a great way of escaping uh, the stressful environments that we're all in on a, in a daily basis. So as a team, we got together and we said, you know, what could we do to make it better for first responders? And uh, as you're aware, um, my background lends me to a group of really the, the, the ultimate first responders, which protect our country as a military. Uh, and I have a, I'm quite mm -hmm. fond of the fact that, um, you know, that paying back or paying forward to those people working so hard is, is really something that the company needed to do. So we offered a 50% discount initially to, to nurses and doctors and the first responders. And then we decided, you know what, the military should be included in this. They're, they're doing all types of things to help, you know, through the pandemic. And uh, we didn't ever mm -hmm. anticipate that the, the program would last this long, but we've grown a community of people that have really enjoyed getting that 50% discount and we're continuing to keep it going because uh, it makes a lot of sense and we're, we're paying it forward, I think, to, uh, to thank those people that are working so hard to not only protect the company, country, but to protect our, our health and to provide us great services that a lot of people would never do. Indeed. Awesome. And yeah, I can speak from experience when I got my both of my vaccination shots 
over half the people that were there were wearing, uh, uh, you know, fatigues. So um, the military obviously had a very uh, large presence in, um, in uh, you know, getting the vaccine out there and just in general, just keeping people safe. So uh, and indeed, uh, you, sir, thank you for your service as well. So. Um, um, all right. So um, at this at this time, I want to go ahead and just. Um, let, let's go ahead and roll out the carpet for you, and uh, you can uh, tell everybody like what uh, what Helm is working on. We already talked about census a little bit, but um, where people can find out about Helm, more about Helm, if you're on the the Twitters or the Facebooks or the websites or whatever you want to uh, whatever you want to share with the audience there. Okay, well, people can find us at HelmAudio.com. Uh, we are uh, on mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google. You can Google us, uh, just as long as you can remember Helm Audio, you're going to find us in one place or another. So it's a pretty uh, uh, recognizable name, actually. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on and for telling us all about uh, you know your your little corner of the audio industry. And I look forward to uh, I look forward to Census when they come out. I'm really intrigued by uh, by what we talked about here. And um, maybe we can uh, bring you on again and talk about it uh, talk about it when those are ready. Do appreciate it, Adam. Thank you. So that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I'd like to thank Eric Johnson from Helm Audio for coming on and telling us all about the wonderful world of audio. I'd like to thank Cliff Thomas for all of his hard work behind the scenes, but most of all, and as always, I would like to thank you for listening and for giving me the benefit of the doubt.